This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Welcome to episode 136 of the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff. No last name. I, I changed Just it. Just Jeff. I changed it. Like, Jeb! Yeah, yeah, I changed it. Uh, that's the voice of Prodoster, Deuster. Proboscis. Yeah, that's my Proboscis, Chris Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> um... What's up, Chris? Oh, just I'm just shitting rainbows. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's what I like to hear. <laughs> very colorful. That yeah. is the voice of associate editor Jason Connor. What's hey, up, Jason. What's going on, hey. Jeff? Just Jeff. And being quiet, the voice you can't hear. Say something. Something. <laughs> that's <laughs> Ricardo Redclifo, a friend of Hooniverse, uh, who surprised me by bringing the finished for now Hoon truck. Uh, I mean, there's always shit to do on that truck. The operable hoon truck. The operable yes, hoon the truck. the mechanically viable <laughs> truck. I pulled into the, the smoking tire office parking lot. I was like, oh, cool. Someone brought an old truck. Oh, shit. That's my truck. <laughs> 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 then I thought, how am I going to get that home? Um, but we'll deal with that later. Can you just do um, a goddamn burnout already? Well, no. I want to wait. Till, I want to do the first one on camera. So if something goes catastrophically wrong. That's bad. And you got that one on camera. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if something I just think goes you should right, have a GoPro in the engine bay for that experiment. Uh, maybe, but I definitely want to have one on, like, the on all the drive shaft <laughs> components because we'll just say, hey, you, you said this was a fixed drive shaft. Uh, <laughs> and plus, the thing about old car burnouts, it's not a lot of stress. Those tires just kind of it, – it's well, eh, remember, drum brakes. I do have new car tires, but – And you have old car engine. Well, I do, but I have yeah, torque. Transmission. I have you mean, torque. So, so speaking of that, put a GoPro on the hood yeah, no, just I in will. case. I'm more worried about – well, in fantasy land when I do my first wombat burnout um, – that's the yes, one I'm you worried about. Yeah, with that, that rear end, because you, you're not changing the rear end, are you? Not initially. <laughs> yeah. We shall <laughs> see how that reference, goes. For reference, I've heard the 560 SL or SEL differential bolts in there, huh. and you're going to need Really? It. Yeah. See, I, I hear 50-50. People say, oh, it's Mercedes. It's built like a fucking tank. It's a diesel. It's, it'll last. No. And then everybody else is like, no, it's going to snap like twigs. So it's time Either to go. way, it's going to be fucking great, because that, that'll be mean. That'll be mean. Meaning that the car has turned on and done something. That ring and pinion is about as brittle as can fucking be in that car. Sweet. Well, so if you can find that rear end, you need to go search Avery's auto salvage yard to go see if you can find, find someone it. to fab a mini Ford 9-inch. Mini? Ford yeah, get a th- just get a uh, Thunderbird differential. A Ford Cooper Thunderbird. Um, Jason, you've been spending time with a rather interesting vehicle. Which one? The Lexus. Okay, yes, the Lexus. We'll start with that one. Uh, so, um, happy to see it go. H- happy to see it go. Yeah, it's um, it- it's not been many problems. I'm just what, what, afraid. What, what, people, which car? Uh, no, the Lexus. But which Lexus? Oh, sorry. Uh, I have, <laughs> it, it, we always say, we, hey, this is all insider stuff right now. So, we've had Matt Farah's million mile Lexus. Hashtag. Hashtag. And then the hashtag uh, vinyl is, is is gone. I don't know what happened what? to it. It's gone. Oh, no. So, as it's, you know, the Twitter, Instagram stuff is fading a little bit. Uh, so, I had that car it's over. been on there for six months. That's true, too. And it's been going all the way across the country many, many times. So, I picked it up from Klein. Uh, 
on New Year's Eve, actually, I took the, uh, the train up to go pick it up from Klein New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I drove back then. That it's was been a weird train ride. I don't, it was, okay, so when we're doing the train ride up, um, we had some, uh, four gentlemen that were, uh, very, very into Star Wars and talking about how the landscape looked like Tatooine on the way up. Uh, so it was, See, Nothing. Klein should have been riding with Yeah, them. Klein should have been with me on that one. That was really, I was kind of weirded out that day. Uh, so we rode up there, grabbed the car, drove back completely fine, um, except for a little bit of oil, uh, a little bit more oil than, uh, I, I guess I can't measure. I thought it was a cup. It's a little less like than Like I that. said, his new nickname is the squirter. Don't, yeah, it's fine. It's just blowback squirter. Well, I don't know what that could be, some sort of bad a SEO thing. Squirter. A million miles squirters has worked. So yeah, I spent uh, some time with that car. Uh, drove up to Mount Laguna, did our standard San Diego auto show on New Year's Day, as we do every year. And then uh, over the last week, I've been commuting in it. How many miles does the car have now? Uh, let me look at my log. I think it was 933-040 when I just brought it back. So I parked it in the parking lot. So they're, they're just over pretty good on the mileage on that thing. It's uh, what, it was 897 when it was picked up, so... It's uh, it's it's doing okay in a year, just over, literally just over a year. It's not too bad. No, that's not too bad. That's that's uh, that's good stuff. Now you also had uh, another car. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody about that one. Oh, 2016 oh, yeah. ATSV. Um, and you had the good one with the right gearbox. Oh, of course, because the um, the automatic is it's good on upshifts if you short shift it, and uh, it's not as good on downshifts with the automatic. It's but better the me- if you don't get it. You yeah, yeah, you get the manual. It's perfectly fine. And actually, uh, agree with you fully on something. The gearing is 10 million times better in the six-speed. It's a 373. It's the TR6060s you get in the Corvette. So it's the same six-speed as you're getting there. So why would you not get it if you it has well, auto rev match? I, I it, know why. Because if you put yourself in the shoes of the the older gentleman who would buy that car or the, or the older fucking woman. poser. Well, no, but like say like an older guy just commuting to his business. No, I don't mean he's the, I don't mean he's the oh, poser or I a mean poser. Okay, okay. The asshole in LA that's just like, right. well, I have to have the top trim level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you there. It's gotcha. an extra thousand dollars to get the automatic. So Not the older gentleman who's just cruising to and from work. No, no. Every I'm now sympathetic. And then takes to, it down. I'm sympathetic with the guy that's got aches and creaks. And right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all on the way there. So some of us already have yeah, yeah exactly. some of us have some aches and creeps. Fuck that. I'm not sympathetic right, since right I now. I haven't driven this car. I want, yeah. I want to put the counterpoint argument Go for it. here. Most people are not taking their car to the track. Most people in L.A. aren't even going to go up in the mountains. So most people are going to sit and commute, and all they want is a really fast freaking car that goes from stoplight to stoplight, and when they get on the freeway, it goes really fast. And it's lots of money, and, people, and people see it and go, oh, wow, that's one of those Vs. Those are really fast. Yes, they are. They're never going to notice that the automatic has minor shifting difficulties. They're never going to notice how great the TR-6060 is. All they're going to know is they don't have to hold a clutch pedal in when they're sitting on the 405 like I every said, single day. Posers. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, agree with you completely. But that's like 90% of the people the that are going to buy that car. Better. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, I understand. Still There's still a great better. business case for selling it with that automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like and There's it, actually a horrible one we, for the manual. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. more so. Do we know what the take rate is on that for the automatic? Oh. Oh, for the automatics? Probably 98.6%. Well, given that, I don't given know. in the Corvette, it's like 80 plus percent. I'm sure that in the Cadillac, it's probably even higher. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would be, I would say conservatively 90%. I'd agree with you because um, I, I went and started they don't, searching. And they don't offer it in the CTSV anymore. No, they don't. Well, in the so CTSV, thank I don't God have. For Cadillac actually making the manual. 
Yeah, still, yeah, it's yeah, good. Manual too. Well, I think that's we're getting that is a credit just because. Yes, they they want it because they want the goodwill amongst the enthusiasts so that the the word trickles down, but it's also because they're on that alpha platform and they have to have a manual on that platform. So it's platform sharing is actually really helping that car. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And like what you said about the enthusiasts, they're going to need they need the goodwill. Us. Well, also because the the person who's actually going to buy that car who isn't us is is wouldn't have thought about that car a year ago because they'd be like oh new m3 m4 i gotta look at that oh the c63 i gotta look at that and and then no why would i look at the cadillac but then if you actually show them the cadillac they'd be like, holy shit well, look at the progression of the cts the first right. cts was a, an anomaly yep. like cadillac had no image at that time but then all the magazines were like this thing is fucking great right. and then led zeppelin music it was perfect right yep. right right and that was six speed only yeah. with, with an ls6 that was a great car for its time and then second gen comes out Bonkers power, mm-hmm. and then they introduce now that they've also got, bonkers body styles, right? Yep. Now they've got they've got the reputation of like, oh, Cadillac's not fucking around right. anymore. So now people are actually, you know, you see a fair number of CTSVs that got sold, and you know they're almost all automatic. So now they've gone to the full end where they are full luxury. I think they're pretty comparable in terms, you know, to any of the AMG or the RS yes. or the M products. Absolutely. You know, they're at that mark, and it's a mature product now to where they can go, it's a bigger car, it is, it is you know, an estate car, it is, you know, a, it is something that's expensive and is not expected to have a manual anymore. Right. Well, the funny thing is, too, about that, you'll get some Mercedes and BMW and Audi people, not that even, Audi doesn't even have anything to compete with that. RS7. Um, well, no, that's no, but that's car. too, that's bigger. You know, that's, that's, um, that's the CTS fee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought um, we were talking CTSV. No, no, I was still okay. thinking ATSV. The so strictly ATSV. Yep. People with the B like no, the BMW is more luxurious or the the uh, Mercedes is more luxurious. What they don't realize at that level, none of them are that luxurious. Like, they, like they're yeah. all like better than the average sedan, but they're still entry level luxury sedans say, inside. Yes, the BMW has nice leather. That's about what That's you get. There, there are still the there are still hard plastics in the BMWs, there's regardless. There's yeah, still yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the only time you get up to the full actual luxury cars are the the like top line E classes trickling into the S classes, yeah. and in like top line five series trickling into the sevens. And you know the CTSV is more luxurious than the ATSV. It, they, they did a pretty good job of the CTS. It's nice. Actually. It, it looks. It's really. really nice. It's really good inside. Now it's just. It's kind of interesting you make this point. So the the C class is the bottom of Mercedes lineup, and you can go way up from there. But ATS CTS, the V series is basically the top of Cadillac's lineup. Mm-hmm. What do you build up from there? I mean, uh, CT6 is the next thing that's yes. coming, yeah. and that is looking like serious. Like serious, they're luxury. going after S class with that car. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they can, like, because they can. They've clearly been able to pull off. Let's go after the German super sedan, and they've done it. Yeah, I, I would absolutely take, and I love the C63, and it would be a. I, I know I would take it over the M3 M4, no question. I'd, I'd have to really sit and think about it. Uh, with the Benz, and I fucking love that Mercedes. So, it, but that's a good sign. And then the CTSV is amazing. It's way cheaper than the S Class and the BMW. It's way faster, and it's way faster. It's way lighter. It's lighter. But the only one that gives it any run for the money is the that Audi, the RS7, yep. only yep. in the new Performance Plus trim, yep. and it's faster off the line because of Quattro. But it's 
But that car, the new RS7 Performance Plus, starts yeah. at $125,000. Which is, is $25,000 more than a CTSV. Uh, no, 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 no. Keep going. You're, 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 you're you can get a CTS90. Like, yeah, it's 90. Yeah. Um, the, and then the, 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 the um, 5 Series and the E63 start at 1101. Yeah. So it's a deal. I think, he's, I think you can actually get them in the, in the high 80s. The CTSV. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, it all depends on what, what, after. No, because yeah. I, I, we shot the video. I think it was actually in the 80s. What was the one? What options are the one that you had? I think it was because I thought ours was like. Actually, now that that's like it, 92. I was, no, but I thought I was going to say 87. The thing to expect with, with Cadillac going forward, this is the last of the bargain. We're not going to get bargains on them versus the German cars anymore right. because they've done their market research and they've come out and said it. They're like, people perceive them as lower quality because they're less expensive. Yeah. It's it's a stupid mentality, but once again, it's like the the assholes that I was talking about here in L.A. They they don't have any need for the AMG. They don't have any need for the M, you know, and they'll never use it and they'll never appreciate it for what it is. But they just want it because they go, give me the most expensive version of this. It starts at eighty four thousand dollars. Okay. So it's funny as I was in the ATSV and uh, I have my fast track that I take every day because I hate traffic and I hate people. And every single day I'm driving, I see the same guy in an M3, silver M3, and I'm just like, <laughs> just blast because he's because he's like, you didn't get your fast track, buddy. You're stuck in that traffic. Kiss my ass, yeah. and I just keep going. Um, that car is it does good, it does the good burnout. The one the one you had though um, almost looks subtle. It looked like because so you, of the color. No, no, no. It, it was not just necessarily that. It, it was not a track pack car, and right. it was not a carbon not fiber a carbon package. package car. So that means that there's not any of that crazy extra splitter crap that you got going oh, on. The track with it. pack gets you the better seats, right? No, you get Recaros. It had an optional. Yeah, it, it had luxury package, Recaros, uh, PDR, and that's it. And it was like sixty nine nine on the, sticker. The, the track is mostly the carbon package, is what it no, really no, they're, is. They're right? separate. It's oh, track, okay. and then it's car- whatever goes on with this. I had to look at the Monroni again, but they're, they're, it's the carbon package, and then track package but the, on top um, of that. The the white one because yeah. Cadillac does really good white paint. The white yeah. one with the carbon black right. trim. It looks Ooh, really so good. good. Especially is the, cool. the sedan. Oh, I see. I prefer the sedan. Yeah, but I really like the, that's the like because I actually. There wasn't that much room in the See, coupe. and this is once again, this is this is kind of like learning from the from the Germans of where the sedan actually looks better than the coupes. Yeah, it does, it's, it's, and, and it's that's like, my whole premise. You'll see yeah. that in a couple of weeks. Uh, the whole I, I don't. With I'm getting video? older in the video. Yeah, it comes out. Uh, well, I'm, I'm releasing it tomorrow. The ATS? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Then so y'all before be the, the podcast before goes. This podcast. So this is what you're. What's happening now is happening now. Right. So okay. That's so it'll be up and you'll hear what all I talk about with why sedans are better than the coupes. He does they do are. a pretty beefy burnout in the video or breaks. Allegedly. No, that was, I mean, that was, it's not allegedly. You clearly did it. Like you can say I, allegedly. I, I, I don't know. You can I don't use allegedly for speed, but you can't do it. Like, oh shit! Yeah, you should, yeah, really you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. I did. I stuck my head out in a very uh, Ace Ventura way and gave a nice thumbs up in the middle of the burnout. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no yeah it happened. It happened. It's fine. You've it been happened. very liberal with the use with the word allegedly. I don't yeah, like to. Right. Uh, I don't like to admit what I'm doing on the street. Well. But I showed if what I There's no yeah, evidence. There's no problem. Well, this is evidence. So yes, I did a fat fucking burnout in this car. <laughs> it uh, it really, really does them well, and launch control is pretty stellar in this car too. Speaking of of uh, extra legal activities, that closed course we went on after <laughs> after we left last week was really quick. Yeah, I was impressed. So like 
Obviously, I wasn't dipping all the way into the You were the in the F-types. CTSV. Was or, I in the I was in the Jag. Or wait, no, you were in the F- I was in the Jag. Yeah. So I wasn't dipping all the way into the Jag's throttle, but I had to use more throttle than I thought uh, with your Fiesta. Yeah, the Fiesta is not a super fast car. But no, but it was way fast quicker. Enough it was quick. Yeah. Um, it's very <laughs> darty. You can move quickly in what was that car. trying to keep up with us? I mean, on our closed course, uh, the, uh, the Cobalt. Was it a Cobalt? Yeah, it was a Cobalt SS? SS. A Cobalt. A Cobalt, yeah. An 09 Cobalt. Uh, only California people will get that joke. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was – I was impressed by that. I, I always say I got to drive it. I got to drive it. And I will one, one yeah. of these days. Do you ever go with the guys, the TST guys, when they do a one take? Do you ever tag along with that? Never once. Okay. Because <laughs> I keep saying I, I want to tag along and just – mostly to, as an and excuse for to do good a reason on the fact that – they're shooting in the middle of the week, the middle of the day. and right. I'm running three companies right sure. now, so my life is sucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. But that's, I was there that uh, early November. Yeah. So when I went up there with everybody on it, so to see how. Well, it we've all been goes saying for a while that I, we got Jason and I got to just do a video one day where we swap cars. Yeah, yeah, we both absolutely. Have that'd be good. And they're both done to the hilt by Mountain. Yeah, so. that'd be that'd be fun that'd to be see fun. your opinion of each other's cars. Um, and speaking of your cars. Uh, a step up is all the first drives of the Focus RS. Are yes, out. I have not seen any of them. Um, some of them are fairly mixed. At yeah. least I'm judging people's reactions of them. I haven't really. I've only read quickly through one, um, and it was mostly good, except some comment about brake feel. Like that was it. Okay. And they said the drift mode on the track was awesome. They feel it could be potential. They only drove it on a track. They feel it could be maybe gimmicky on a street, which, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would the drift mode agree. is by definition a gimmick. Gimmick, right. Um, but it was neat because it, it sends torque to the outside rear wheel, like just sends a mm-hmm. bunch of torque out there, but then also controls torque to the inside mm-hmm. rear wheel, so it hangs the drift out. Yeah. And it, it, basically so it's that cheater. you don't even need to counter steer it, yeah. and it just holds the drift. That's yeah. freaking that, – that is – you're going to see so many people. Our Nicky Mouse is going to see so many of these cars drifting that one corner of the snake. Yeah, and they're <laughs> going to they're, – there's so many – these are going to be like – these are going to be like the B5 Audis. They're going to just get crashed oh, yeah. left. Well, and everybody's going to get out. overconfident Good thinking they're can limited do more. edition because the people that can keep them straight will have a very, very limited edition. It'll, be, it'll yeah. be like no story Ford GTs. You know what? Other than a Ford GT, there's no such thing as a limited edition Ford. Uh, yeah. The, um, the, the only reason I don't think that's going to happen is because we've been saying it for years about so many cars that come out oh we're going to see so many crash ones when they announced a 300 horsepower V6 Mustang yeah. it was like yeah. oh my god all the rental cars are going to die it's going to litter the highways but here's what here's what you see and you see it with the all wheel drive car specifically because people get overly confident yeah. and don't realize that all wheel drive doesn't fix maximum grip and doesn't fix braking right right right, right. You know? this thing understeers that's just because you're going in 30 miles an hour which faster helps, than you should be. which helps explain the hellcat argument because oh. before that came over like oh people are going to be trashing these and they there was a little bit of that initially but it, you haven't really seen much of it it's like day down, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one or two accidents and then but i don't but think because that, people don't, don't have the confidence you don't get overly drive. confident right. in it right well but we also have to Think about like when was the last time you turned off all the nannies? Oh, I do it all in, the time. <laughs> well, in the wet though. Like I drove my truck uh, turned off, turned off traction control just just to play with it and see. And I was like, "Oh crap!" That's what it, like I, I'm flashing back to high school. I'm like, "That's what my car drove like in high school every day." Yeah, yeah. performance traction management you know? works so really well in most, the uh, in the wet with the yellow. Most Nino. of the people yeah. buying these yeah. aren't. You know, we know the ones that turn off all the nannies yep. because they're the ones that are wrecking their cars, I, but they leave everything on. 
and most of the computers are going to keep them out of trouble. So with the, the F-Type yeah. I just had, um, it was it's obviously all-wheel drive because it's the R and they're all-wheel drive now. You can still get it to step out, which is super cool, very rear bias. Yeah. But we've had rain here in Southern California, so one of the days I just went full off. And they, these cars like. all have summer tires on them. And yeah. yep. not that it's cold here, but it's cold enough to where summer tires don't work great. Right. And so there's this one section of Huntington Beach, um, Beach Boulevard turns into PCH, and I'm taking that left onto pch and there's no it was the middle of the day there's no one around you know i'm not gonna say close course because obviously it's not a, but i i fucking goosed it and it went way further than i thought <laughs> i was like oh goodness there's no no traction control helping me here yeah. um but it was still cool that there's an automaker like it was crazy when jag first showed us the f-type period mm-hmm. and now they're like all right we're gonna give you an all-wheel drive version you're like what and it's a crazy fucking all-wheel drive. It's like, oh, yeah, just send all the power to the back. Who cares? It says all-wheel drive, but... I think it's like a 20-80 split. I, it, there's probably times when it's 100. <laughs> I, if you put it in, like, full, like, stupid mode, but... I think it doesn't go any more than... I think it goes no more than 80, actually, think, to the rear. Huh. When we when we had some time with well, that... 80 is enough. 80 is plenty. <laughs> so we, we did the um, the MPG event, have that thing around Big Willow, but that's, like, it still rotated, and but it didn't go too nuts. Uh, but then when I was at, uh, I got invited by Jag to go over and drive the car around an autocross at Coronado. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, it's really, really slidey in a tight autocross. And it's a whole hell of a lot of fun to drive around. Super fun car. So good. So back to the ATSV. I'm very interested to hear about this because you did not have great impressions of it before. You and Klein came away from the MPG track day like, eh. No, I didn't. No, no, no. We, when we had issues, it was a very heat-soaked CTSV that we had driven around. Oh, I didn't At MPG, I didn't drive the ATS uh, mainly for the fact that we had a whole day with just that car, like not three months before that. Yeah. Uh, so initially, I had, I had some mixed feelings about it. Yeah. And the the my major fault with it from an enthusiastic standpoint was it didn't sound particularly good and it still doesn't i still don't think it sounds that good no, it's, just it's not, not very exciting really sounding engine uh but every uh, everything else with that car the the shock dampening and how it able to soak up bumps yeah, and how you're able to the shit. It, it it being able to power delivery out of a corner and put all that power down and it's very linear and it doesn't give you any like most systems if you're if you're getting on it and you're overstepping the tires limits it's going to start cutting power to do that it's just smooth and the power goes out it's it's really really good driving car GM's traction management system for all of the things that that GM did poorly in the 90s they got on top of that game mm-hmm. good and got it good back in the C5 days, and that's carried on through. Um, it's so good. It's <sighs> never been super obtrusive. You know, it's been never been super obtrusive, and and it shows now, especially now because they created they created the first manu- mass manufactured uh, magnetic uh, reload magnetic rheological shocks. You put those things together, and they've just got that down so well. I mean, that it's just how well it it turns in. It's just so flat. It's Fucking fast yeah. for that. It just really moves really well. I mean, the complaints. I mean, anybody who's driven Cadillac Q, Q is, is terrible. I, I'm not considering to keep talking about it. Q is terrible. Yeah. Um, the gauges are, you know what, whatever. It's pretty half moons boring. are kind of yeah. They, they, they really are cheaped out there. It's pretty boring. But the thing is, is I, I may, I'm, somebody might be able to correct me if I'm wrong with this. But wasn't this the ATS supposed to be a Pontiac? 
I thought uh, it was supposed no, to be no, a Pontiac way back when... That's, in- people say that. No, it's the platform was originally being developed with Pontiac in mind, too. Okay. It doesn't go back that far that the product actually was a Pontiac, because okay. yeah. that's a long time ago now. Right, well, the CTS and the Corvette have really cool uh, digital displays. Uh, make some cool gauges in that digital display, and my complaints are gone. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. put Apple CarPlay in. We'll probably get that on, a repl- uh, if not the refresh, the next one. Just because the second generation of this the car price, the price crazy. of all those screens is starting to fall yeah, substantially. Yeah, yeah. So you're just going to see it in everything. I would not be surprised if we see glass dashboards like Audi's doing in everything. Oh yeah, just, that's absolutely makes, the way we're going. Demolition man, it just happen makes too much soon. sense. Mm-hmm. You can you can program anything. You can do anything with a software update. You don't have to, and the the display is probably more reliable than the physical gauges anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, speaking of Audi, it's uh, the other car I was going to bring up. Uh, we spent Jason and I spent the day um, shooting the Audi TTS. Titties. Uh, <laughs> the TTs. So I'd driven the, the TT, the regular base TT, a couple of weeks ago, a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, it was nice when you brought it by. It was super nice. Yeah. Um, it, and it's just the base car, so I was very excited for the S. And, it, I mean, it delivers. Very nearly 300 horsepower, six-speed, paddle-shiftable gearbox. Uh, it has magnetic suspension, which I didn't mm-hmm. know Audi was really doing. Does it feel like the Golf and the S and the S3? It, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little flatter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just—it's super well damped. It's—it's it's, so. I, I drive Ortega a lot. Like we we drive it a lot. We shoot a lot of video there. And in some cars, I feel pretty comfortable. In other cars, I don't feel as comfortable. This is one of the most, if not the most, comfortable car to drive fast I've ever driven on Ortega Highway. Audi Especially on the, where we go. Yeah. Like, when I was riding with you on the way up, we, we, like, and, and and we, the last car we filmed was a CTSV, and I'm in a very awkward position yeah. uh, while we were filming that car, but just sitting back and... He's and, giving and, me roadhead. I was going to say what? <laughs> what, what awkward position? Was uh, upside no, down I, was le- I was leaning forward in a very... Uh, he was up situ- into the A-pillar shooting back at the driver. Um oh. And so while so I'm trying to go around corners yeah. <laughs> quickly, uh, while quickly. I'm going around corners, but like, like re- I, I'm not scared of rear wheel drive cars. I drive them. You have fun with them. Um, you know, I, I've driven very powerful cars on that road. Uh, and I prefer re- rear wheel drive to all wheel drive or front wheel drive. Um, but this car, you could just, because you were so confident, you didn't have a lot of steering feel, which you almost don't get at all anymore. Yeah. Um, you can have quick steering, and you can have you know good on center, and you can have all this, but you don't really have any feel anymore. So the steering reacted fine. I didn't have any feel, but I had tons of grip, tons and tons and tons of grip. Power out of corner. Audis usually understeer like pigs, you know, historically because the engine's so far forward. Yeah, they have yeah. so much weight on the nose. They've dialed out, which they also did in the Golf R, uh, in the S3. They've dialed out. So like it's so it's almost neutral. If you push it hard, you can plow a little bit, but just such a minor like nowhere near you. Will, Even as then, much that you might be that might be intentional on the understeer on that to keep people out of trouble. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. they probably could have dialed it all the way out. It's but probably then they put some back. You in. probably changed some alignment on there. You probably yeah, yeah super neutral. Yeah. Then you're starting to lift off oversteer, but the um, it's it's was I was fucking. Caning, <laughs> so and it, fast, and it's got a nice, it's got nice seats. It's eliminated the center screen. It's just the screen and the gauge cluster, so you can do the giant Google Maps with the little gauges, or you can do a little map over here, or you can have you know your date and time, and then you can see all your tracks. Uh, it's it's just it's really it well done. Safe to say that the chassis and the overall power level of the car 
are very well suited to where you're at with with your level of comfort and like ability at this point. That's I, just because so. I get into cars sometimes that are very good, but they've got a lot of motor, and okay. I know that 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 is that I can get myself into trouble. You know? They're they're well suited uh, as it as it's sitting right now. That car, I think you could probably add. 50 to 75 horsepower to that car and it would be an absolute monster yeah i mean yeah it's it's i think it's just that the car is so easy to drive it's just, yeah. like even regardless of skill levels i mean you can you could hop, put somebody in there and be like all right go fast up this kid you know well, that's I mean? exactly have, what i did today if you have a good chassis and right. then you have more chassis than motor that's oftentimes yeah. a formula for a very confident inspired sure, car sure, sure, sure. and is that like fiesta is that, that perfect example perfect example is it the first Five minutes I got into that car, I was sliding the ass end around yeah. it yep. because it's easy in that car and it's very confident right, because right, it's right, right. more chassis than Whereas motor. Whereas like a Z06, you have to yeah. change the game a little bit. Well, like, yeah. like, like great my, chassis, great motor, but we went today and we're like, all right, here, I'm, you're going to go stand on the side of the road. All right, all right, go by me. And I'm like progressively, like from, I would say the first corner, I was like, I felt the grip. And in the second corner, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say going for it, but I was hustling. Yeah. And it was just like, I was in the car, what, two minutes? Yeah. And it was just so easy to drive fast. Now, Such a good car. On the other side, there are other cars that, <laughs> that are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently got to spend a day with a Superformance Daytona Coupe. Oh, yeah, that could be handful. Oh, my God. It's just fucking heaven. It is, it is. <laughs> I, I told. Uh, How do you really feel? I told Lance Stander, who's the CEO of Superformance, super nice guy. We're going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, South African, funny, fucking hilarious guy. His son was cool too. We might get him on the podcast as well. Um, you know, they love cars. They like having fun. Corey's been trying to book them for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just been scheduling. They're down in Orange County. Yeah. So it's. Um, yeah. But um, so super nice. The, before we started shooting that car, they let me take out one of their caterums. <laughs> which was fucking incredible. I'm going to try to borrow that car for a weekend. Uh, so they had, so Superformance and Hillbank Motorsports, it's Hillbank Motorsports that distributes Caterham in the U.S. now. Um, <clears throat> so they have a couple different versions of that car there. I'll get to the Daytona in a second. They, one of the versions they have is the fucking crazy one, the 620R. It's like supercharged. Too much power for It has that a car. sequential gearbox from Sedev, and this one is right-hand drive only. And it has these, so on the TST Universe, or TST Podcast, sorry, they were talking about, Matt said there was a UK spec car, he couldn't fit it. Well, this was a UK spec car with these UK spec carbon fiber buckets, and they they come up higher and pinch in on the side, so I could barely get in them, and then once my legs were down into the the footwell, I I couldn't move my feet at all, so I can't drive that car at all. So I took out one that is a left-hand drive car that's one trim level up, or one power level up from the bottom. So there's like a 300-something. That's not a horsepower. That's the model number. Yeah. This one was like a 480 or a 420. I forget what it's called. Um, I took that out. It, I think it just has a, like an EcoBoost motor in it, um, maybe a 2-liter. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Manual gearbox. Um, it was fucking incredible. It's so much fun. It, it's Talk about chassis and motor. Um, well, it's a, the amazing thing is that car hasn't changed appreciably in 45 years no no i mean it's gotten better unlike like morgan stayed the same for the sake of saying the same yeah. they've they've upgraded like suspension and, and power but i mean still the same overall it's the design. same idea yeah you know the suspension design is not radically different right. the body looks the same and right. 
That's the only thing I don't like yeah. about those cars is it's, it looks like somebody assembled in their shed in the UK. Oh, see, I like that about it. But the neat thing was they have these the narrow-body normal cars, but then because it's the U.S. market, they also have wide-body cars, yes. um, which extra, just look like one-and-a-half times caterums, which you kind of look at it and you go, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Then I'm an American, and that one suits me better. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I wasn't there to drive the caterum, even though they let me take it for spin. We took the Daytona Coupe out, and good God. I mean, I've driven one once before. And it was it's left it left a mark on me as one of the greatest vehicles I'd ever driven. That was a factory five car. It's that one was much rougher inside. Uh, it's a little bit closer to the race car, just in terms of bare bones. Uh, and I'm sure it depends on how you spec it too. But Lance from um, Superformance said this: like factory fives are a little bit more plain Jane race car-y, whereas ours can be a little bit more grand touring on occasion, depending and on the customer. Factory five is really, really a kit car, whereas Superformance, Superformance you can order the vehicle. For wh- the most which part. it's it used to be they used to call them replica minus turnkey, and now with the new law, you can actually buy it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, that's we were there to talk about the new laws too. So, the car I drove is an ex-customer car that was heading to Barrett Jackson. So you can't get stupid with it because it has a sticker of one hundred seventy-five thousand, and they're going to try to sell it to Barrett Jackson. So, but it has nice seats, and almost it was leaned too far back, and it, it's it's fixed. So I can I can only slide the seat back and forth. Mm-hmm. I can't change the rake. I would have wanted to sit a little further up, but it has it has a uh, a Tremec T fifty six, fantastic gearbox, good pedals. Nice lumpy idle, side pipes. Um, under the hood was a 351 punched out to a 427 by Roush with the Hillborn 8-stack injection on top. Nice. So it's a go- so oh it's not, not just like a good-sounding engine. It's a good-looking engine. So hard to register in California. Um, with as the Before the law, no, actually, oddly enough. Before, it was fine because it was the... the it was the, it was kit you car. bought the kit car. Yeah. So if you bought that now, it has to, under the new law, it actually has to pass emissions. Yeah. 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 Which they say will actually be easy to do with a lot of the engine choices out there to, that they Yeah, I was going to say, but with that punched out motor, no fucking way. No. No fucking way. Well, the bigger issue would be no EGR, no cats. No, well, no, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting to, is that's an old design, and that's, is that even fuel injected? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, this, and this, I mean, this one has a computer so. and everything. Yeah. Um, no, the, the problem is that you don't have all the EVAP yeah. and EGR and all that stuff. Well, yeah, because you can't dynamically <laughs> change the, the air-fuel ratio. Yeah. yeah. So the problem is now what they'll have to do is um, the motor has to meet current emission standards, right. so 2016 yeah. emission standards. Right. So basically you're going to see a whole lot of Coyote motors. You're going to see a whole well, lot of LS motors. The Coyote can't fit in the Daytona. They've tried, but it does them in the Cobras. But there is something in the Ford catalog that they'll be able to find. Uh, but they did, speaking of LS, because I would never put an LS in a Daytona. They, they do their Grand Sport replicas, too. <laughs> yes. There were two of them there. gorgeous. There were two of them there, rollers, no engine and trans yet. Yeah. I couldn't stop staring at it. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. It's cool as Daytona cool coupes are. Grand Sports, like, they made, like, six of them originally. I would take the Daytona, personally. Yeah. Well, they actually made six Daytonas, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I would take the Daytona. Because I'm more of a Ford guy anyway, but the Daytona to me is fucking the, one of the – and people will say you know, what their favorite is, race car is. To see, me, that's one of my favorite race cars You see ever. replica Daytonas. You don't see replica Grand Sports no, you don't. ever. you don't. Yeah. But it's funny. Two people while we were out shooting the Daytona, two people, and everybody listening to this, if you ever see a Daytona, assume it's a replica. Yes. 
It's, it's two people. That's not a real one. Unless is it? you're in, unless you're and in I answered. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not a real one. Unless, yeah. If it, if you're at Pebble, then it's probably a real one. Yeah, but even not. then, it might not be because yeah. these cars uh, are just about ready to get clearance to be raced historically uh, because they're so good. Like they're so well made. Yeah, they have CSX continuation numbers. You know, they have the whole deal. Carol Shelby signed off on him before he passed, and all that shit. Um, so there, and obviously other cars that Superformance had, which were cool, were all the Cobras are cool. I yeah. actually really like the um, the slab side Cobras, which were like the original two eighty nine look yeah. ones the instead non, of the big four twenty sevens. The slab sides with wire wheels look fucking great. It looks more of an era. Yeah, whereas the four twenty seven looks like you know. That one guy's dad who invested we just in see no too many fear of them. gear or something. Um, yeah. But the other cars that they had were the GT40s. And they have like three different versions of GT40. Yeah. And I, I tried and I fit in it. You did? Which made me very happy. He took the seat padding out. But they make a thinner seat too for taller people. Plus, you can get it with the gurney bump. This one didn't have it, but they'll do gurney bumps. Um, so I, I, I fit in the car, which actually made me very happy yeah um so i have to figure something out there's a great video on the internet of somebody that took a grand sport and i believe it was in south africa where they're yeah where they're made yep and it's a rally version of it it's not their car though because i asked him about it okay (laughs) is it their shell or no it has nothing to do with it it's just some guy did it on his own Okay, that's still cool. Super cool. He's doing rally, uh, and I told Lance from Superformance that he's like, so you got to say it's pretty fucking awesome. I can't yeah. do South Africa. It just winds up being Australian, which is offensive to everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. um, so the date... Because uh, they're not even an English colony. No, I, no, that's so funny. That'd be Dutch. the Dutch. That's funny. Um, the, um, driving that car, um, I was, it was like right around the time the Powerball drawing was happening, and I was saying, if I won, I said this to camera, if I won Powerball... This I, I wouldn't go out and buy a Lamborghini. I wouldn't go out and buy this. I wouldn't go buy like I'd get a, a like top shelf Land Rover for my wife and baby. That'd be the car we take the family out in. But my daily driver would be a Daytona Coupe from Superformance. I would I've, actually with enough money, I can actually afford the real one. But um, that's how much money with the that Powerball power money you could have bought a real one. You could have several. You could buy the real one. Sit it in the. Uh Bat cave and right. then drive this one every day. Right, the, but it's it's so good, so much noise. You never even seeing a replica Daytona coupe is exciting. Oh yeah, they're cool because you're never you're never gonna see a real one. Especially you know flat rear end. You look at it for two. The rear end's like, amazing. It's cool. It's super. And these cars were capable of hitting 190, 200. They're the cars that they took to kick the shit out of Enzo. And then they didn't just win at Le Mans. They won. Every fucking where they raced, all over the globe. I mean, the history of that car is so good. And then it was like, all right, peace. That's it. It's it's crazy. Flash in the pan, but a big one. Now we're just going to go drive the Scarborough car. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to happen. thing is nuts. What car is that again? It is a old – it's a replica of an old Ferrari F1 car. It weighs, I think, all of like 1,200 pounds. It's Listen, all, just wait, what? just wait. It's all hand-beaten aluminum panels. And then they throw an LS6 in the back of it with 180-degree headers coming out of a single single exhaust pipe at the end of it. It is nuts. This is like a million dollars? No. 90000 Jesus Christ. Like, why would you buy, no offense, Chanu Mapleton, why would you buy a Draken Spider when you could have that? You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it looks like an, a Ferrari F1 car? Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll Nin- show you I'll Circa show you 1950. 
What the fuck? Looks so good. It I mean, is. No, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it's, legal. it's no. more, it's more sixties. It's more early sixties. No, it's okay, not kind of a fifties car. It's like a sixties, like, I like exactly uh, Frankenheimer which... Grand Prix era style car. But it's Ferrari, but, but it's like silver, like aluminum paint. Do they only do Ferrari? Could you have them like like? Well, it's just, no, that's, that's, that's their, like, fuck Ferrari. Let's this is their first car that yeah, they're okay. doing because Joe Scarbo, his thing is is that uh, he's a real engineer. It isn't just like some kit car slapped together. He is a serious mechanical engineer. He does suspension designs for all these race teams and like off road teams and stuff over the years, and he designs all the cantilevered stuff that BBK sells. Or uh, okay. BBI rather okay. sells for all the Porsches, so it's like a sorted real. So thing. this was him going like, let me just put my imagination and money to use and see what I can do, and I can do this type, mm-hmm. type of thing because I'm really good at all this shit that other people aren't. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's made great. here, and it's very local to you. Where? Uh, Where? Huntington. It's not what? Yeah, it's in Huntington Beach. It's on your way. Yeah, come on. Motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm trying, I, I just I say I say you too as well. Like, is, is he near BBI? Uh, yeah, they're like one of his clients is Hillborn. They can give me that injector. Yeah, I looked up an eight stack for my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Guess how much it was? So my uh, truck was thirty two hundred dollars. Thirty eight hundred dollars for the it was stack. twenty twenty eight fifty. Yeah, um, for a Hillborn style eight stack. Uh, um, individual throttle bodies are never cheap. It's gorgeous. Or it, you know what? I'll do it on an EFI car, though. No problem, because the computer's doing it for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm trying. I, to see I where sent two so on your phone. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to see what his address is. Edelbach wants to come by and do the show. Uh, they had a new. They had a couple of interesting products at SEMA that they want to talk about. Okay. One of them is their BRZ supercharger kit. Okay. Uh, Eaton supercharger, like it's a day bolt-on thing. Like if you can take off an intake manifold and un bolt a few accessories you can put this thing on i've seen the installation video it's not bad um, I, I wouldn't want to talk about brings it up to like i want to talk about stuff from my truck <laughs> brings it up to like 300 horsepower but the other thing that they're doing and this is what i really want to talk to them about is they've got a new uh they've got a new double ram uh ls3 intake where it's two throttle bodies um and crazy plenum design it's supposedly a huge huge power bump yeah. So uh, they've been doing some interesting testing with it, and I had a long conversation with them. And very cool, some of the stuff that Edelbrock's been at this so long, like they've got a unique relationship. And are you with, still like, talking with Vic? Uh, still Vic? No, 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 no. Okay, uh, is Vic, Vic still alive? I, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Rancho Santa Margarita. Um, okay, that's a little further south. There's a good brewery there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're doing some really cool stuff with that. And like, he was telling me about their interesting relationship with Carb. Is like. They're in so well, and they've done with stuff with them so many years now that they can just send Carve the data, yeah. and like Carve will be like, "Okay, looks good." I bet I, bet, I wouldn't be surprised if Banks is the same way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Banks is one of the few. They, they probably consult him. He probably gets paid by them. <laughs> Banks is one of the few companies that has a Carb uh, has the facility to do Carb testing oh, in house. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, we should get, we should get back him on soon for round three. Uh, oh, and Tony Angelo wants. Speaking of people we want to get on, Tony Angelo wants to come back on. Did you schedule him the first time? I feel like you did. Yeah, yeah. So I did. reach out to him again because he wants to come back on. Yeah, um, and he'll probably bring the truck, Roll Smokey, which is cool as shit. Oh, that truck is so damn cool. It is, it is cool. Um, awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we've driven. The Daytona Coupe blew my mind. Oh, tell everybody what's been done to the truck. Where shall we begin? <laughs> the brakes. <Yeah. laughs> the brakes. We got to thank Master Power. Master they Power. 
Master Power went very good above to work with and beyond. Okay, cool. Way above and beyond. Master Cylinder. It's just so, <laughs> they don't sound like real names. They don't sound like real Master names. Master Power Brakes makes kits that you just say, this is what vehicle I have. They go, okay, use this kit. Why did I just all of a sudden think, who runs Barter Town? <laughs> right. My mind always goes to Homer Simpson th- singing Max Power. That's a good one, too. He's the Master, man that's something, something. Yeah. <laughs> So they so sent out they sent out the kit, everything bolted on trucks, real nicely, until we went to well the first problem was um, I got all everything all the components put on and I went hey Jeff where's the uh, where's the lines that you know connect everything and like, I don't turns out <laughs> you have to make your own um, um, so the but the kit they sent we, we converted the front drums to discs is the kit so are you talking just the soft lines or the hard lines the hard lines oh you have to make new hard lines ooh that's yeah. yeah. They came with brand new stainless steel soft lines. Those are great. They're pretty and they look nice and I, everything. I guess it makes sense because they're kind of universalish kits that handle a bunch of years of those cars, right? Well, more importantly, I think it would be a major, major pain in the rear to ship to them? try to ship. Those. I mean, like be a you big have box. A, a box the size of this table just to ship the line that goes from the passenger side up to the master. $400 a shipping. Though, to be and you'd fair, wind up bending it, putting it in anyway. That's yeah. probably the part that would suck is you'd bend it. But I've had, I, when I did my big order from LMC Truck with my first like run of parts, I got a call. Uh, yeah, this is UPS Freight. When can we drop this off? Because we, we need someone there. We need a garage because it's 400 pounds worth of stuff. And it was like two or three huge boxes. I was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> um, but thankfully I was home for that. But yes, you, it, it seems to make sense that you wouldn't want to ship bent brake lines and so i don't really have a lot of experience bending brake lines it's not something you have to do very often so I was, unless, if you were building customs all the time yeah but yeah. not repairs yeah and so i'm like hmm haven't done this before so a friend of mine came down kind of got me started on it and got going and eh, three or four tries later on the one brake line we have you got to go slow and be patient yeah and then if you try to have high school students do it no you have to go slow and be patient and throw a lot of stuff away, yeah. which is fine. They had a really good learning experience. They're like, wow, this is really a lot harder than it looks on TV. Yes, it is. Um, so we got the lines bent up, um, and then we ran into another issue that we've been fighting with since before Christmas break, um, where the push rod from the brake pedal to the master cylinder was too long. And so we're not sure if it's because we're using a manual system with no power booster or when I talked to them on the phone, they're like, well, you know, sometimes Ford just kind of did who knows what. 65 is a weird year for the truck. And it's 50 years old now, so who knows what's happened in the last 50 years. So any combination of things. What they wound up doing was actually machining a new part for us and sending it out. No charge, no hazards. Hey, we'll machine you a new part. In fact, they were machining. I was in a meeting the morning that I called them, and I was supposed to go over and take pictures of the truck at lunchtime. Couldn't get out of my meeting at lunchtime. Was deathly sick that afternoon and didn't get pictures to him until the next morning. And at 9 o'clock in the morning, he sent me an email going, hey, we already machined this new part. I need an address to send it out to you. And I was like, no, I, w- I want to send you the pictures first before because they had already sent me one part right. that didn't work. And I was mm-hmm. like, before you send anything else, let's make sure this looks like it's going to work. So they sent me a new part, new pivot bolt, new, all kinds of stuff. Like, here, we want to make sure this works. So... Master Power, um, you know, it, they're old cars. You cannot predict everything. But their customer service is second to none. I cannot say Well, and you've also then become their guinea pig that now 
you know, not to not to discount their customer service, but now they know they need to ship this part. If somebody calls them up and goes, I got a 65 and this, and they go, okay, we need to put this in the kit. Well, he was telling me, he's like, we've sold thousands of these kits and never had a problem. Really? Yeah. It's like, just Jeff's maybe, truck. Maybe somebody <laughs> fucked with the system before. Who knows? I'm like, okay, I don't know, but that's what, that's what we ran into. He's like, well, whatever. So drove it down here tonight. Brakes are brakes. They, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so the truck's um, here. One thing I noticed was the brake pedal sits nice and high. You have to lift your foot all the way off the gas pedal and place it on the brake pedal. You can't. Well, it's not a C5Z06. Well, or my my truck. <laughs> there's only about an inch. So difference, you're telling so. me there's, it's not optimally set up for heel toe. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, and the other thing I discovered as I was driving over here is chassis dynamics is not really anything that they ever talked about when they built that truck. Dynamics was probably not a word though uttered in that era. To give Ford credit, first year for twin I-beam suspension, that was a big fucking deal back in the day. And that front end, I mean, that's that's way better than what used to be in there. That's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's placard on the side of your truck. It is. <laughs> Still not anywhere near as good as anything else we have today. Well, yeah, of course, nothing is. Well, what amazes me is that we just started getting proper coil springs on trucks as of like five years ago. Yeah, the 2009 Dodge Ram. Titan XD much? I just drove had coils in the back, I think. Yeah. Dodge Ram 2009. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides <laughs> brakes. Now, now Ram has moved to air suspension, so oh, yeah, Nissan true. can try to catch right, up. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, I had that. Let's raise the truck. Yep. <laughs> the air suspension. It takes, uh, so it takes forever to do, man. Brakes are done. The battery is now mounted correctly in a battery tray <laughs> that is securely attached to the mounting bracket underneath. That's um, good. Not with a shoestring this time? Uh, that, it, no, it actually has an actual tight hold down on it. That battery... I got to give whoever put that shoelace in there, though, which wasn't me. That fucker, that battery didn't move with that shoelace hey, in there. Hey, hey. <laughs> Jeff, it, it you was, gave us a budget to look for. We bought the no, best I, truck for right, the budget. Absolutely. <laughs> it was lashed securely to the core support, and now it is lashed securely to what's left of the battery tray bracket. Right. Uh, we tried to buy a new battery tray, but apparently for 65 only. They don't make one. Yep. So we could have fabricated one, but I didn't have time. And there was enough left of yours. And to you're not it. a fab shop. I'm really not, no. And then you did the radiator. The radiator is now securely attached to the core support. And like I was telling you before, because it's solidly mounted, every time you do an oil change, you need to check and make sure that the brackets aren't cracking yeah, or anything right. like that. Because you may have some vibrational issues. If we do, we'll have to re-engineer it. Um, and now the coolant reservoir is mounted next to the radiator in a more optimal location. We actually did drill a hole through the little bracket there, so the hose comes out nice and doesn't have any hard turns or anything. Uh, the steering column. Steering column is in. There's no gap anymore. Oh, that's nice. Properly yeah. sized hoses from what I well, gather. Well, we well the steering column we did, um, um, what's the flex disc or whatever it was? The... Uh, they call it a rag joint. Okay. Now it's made out of plastic, so it's not oh. it's not rag anymore. But um, yeah, that was all coming apart on your truck, and, right? Like disintegrating. You yeah. still have the impale me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he was about to have no steering. Like it was it was that bad. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> well, it's okay because he almost had no propulsion either. Well, both ways, yeah. But I. Yeah. I, I the well, the steering doesn't matter if you can't move. No, but you have to figure out which order they're going to fail. Yeah, yeah. As Fair long enough. as as long as propulsion fails before steering, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's all fixed. the The steering wheel is as close to centered as you can make it, because remember, old truck. As you're driving down the freeway, it might be a little left, it might be a little right. It depends on the crown of the road and the way the wind's blowing. Sure. So, um, as I was driving, I drove straight through the parking lot, 
until I get the wheel straight, and then we took the steering wheel off and lined it up correctly and cinched it down. Okay. So, um, uh, like I was telling you, we didn't have a chance to fix the horn, so I'm hoping. No, that, point that's a project I'll take on. I got to do some more. There's stuff. always a finger. Yeah, you you are from you know Boston, what? so I you drove can around without a horn in my it element sucks. for like nine months. Ugh. It's awful. In L.A., you need a fucking need horn. A horn. Just yeah. not to like yeah, to just tell to stop people from hitting you. Yeah, yeah, and to like pay attention. And I, uh, it's I didn't realize how much I used the horn until I didn't have it in Corvette yep. for like two weeks. Yeah. And now that I've had it, like I'm like, I'll use the horn again. That's why this in the Civic, cool. I made you just give me a button. I need yeah. something, like, because I, I can't drive this car without a horn. It's um, great is when you when you've got to replace the horn and then you put a way overkill horn on it. That's well, I got fun. I got a, a pair of um, the dual helitones in my garage at home waiting to be installed. So the, I think that has a nice, it's not overkill, but I think it's a nice sound overstock. You need a the dual helitones they were on Those... TBT Records back in '84, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's going to sound like a German car. Uh, whatever. All right. I want it to sound like a 1980s uh, Ferrari, like that old school, that, that, that horn that's sound. That's about what you're going to get. Like, yeah. <laughs> we um, do sound effects here. Uh, on the drive shaft is the other big thing. The drive shaft went to an actual official drive shaft shop and has all new Spicer U-joints and carrier bearing and was balanced. Yep. Um, and like painted and shit. And pa- well, because like it's there. They yeah. Paint it. No, it was nice. Nice so, little extra touch. Um, and they hooked us up. So Inland Empire Driveline Service, thank you very much. Uh, they they took very good care of us there. Yes, they did. And turnaround was amazing. It was a couple of days, and they were done and ready to go. Um, and it doesn't vibrate anymore, which is so it's, great. Yeah, it's uh, go and keen that thing. It's ready for it. Perfect. Um, is that a two piece drive shaft or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a carrier brand in the center, three U joints. Yokes, all that stuff. Overly complicated for what it is. Uh-huh. Well, and, and it would have been a little bit cheaper if one of my students hadn't <laughs> uh, destroyed one of the yokes pressing the U-joints in. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, that's why. That's when we were like, it's going to a drive shop shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had to go down and buy the, the yoke, and when I was down there, I was talking to the guy. He's like, you know you really need to bring that down to me because it needs to be balanced. And I'm like, okay. So I brought it down. He's like, oh, yeah, this thing's in bad shape. We need to do it. So he's like, I'll make you a deal just so that you make sure you get it done right. Okay, done. So we took care of it. Yeah, um, that's good. Well, so, I'm sure the whole shop class thing probably buys you a little goodwill too. A little bit. Yeah. Um, he really, I mean, it just seemed like the guy was a nice guy, a good guy. And he was like, all right, he says usually it's, I think usually it's like a 200 bucks or something. And, and he cut it down from that. So, um, which isn't bad for three U joints. No, and, no, no, no. I was shocked he had the yoke in stock. He's like, oh, you got the old one? Let me see it. Walks back. He goes, here you go. Done. Well, like, we the, make a longer one and a shorter one, too. Let me know what you need. Because Ford truck, it's probably the same one all the way up through like 1978. Probably. Um, but so that works in our favor. So that's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to driving the truck. It's you've, I mean, you had it for a while. Since what, early November? Yeah. I'll have to look on the receipts from when I started buying parts for it. Yeah, definitely before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe even late October. Maybe. before Halloween. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just know that because it's funny in Southern California on the holidays, there's so many classic cars out. And I'm just like, oh, man, look at there. Goes that. Oh. Well, no, so, because you didn't have – you were at SEMA with me. You didn't have it then. Sure. For yeah. Halloween? No, he did have it. When, he did have it during SEMA. Did you? He did because yeah. he did, had done stuff some, some stuff before. Then he's like, well, I'm not going to work on it then because I'm going to be at SEMA. All right. Yeah, he definitely there had it. Goes. I didn't drive it to SEMA. No. <laughs> no, no. Why would you? That, that would be a bad idea. Yeah. So it's actually, I mean, the seat's Now, so remember work. that it came in for the drive shaft and the parasitic drain 
And the break. Uh, no, it didn't come in for the breaks. Did we it? didn't talk about the breaks <laughs> until after I had it. Just, yeah, and you then, got it. Just do some more stuff while Jeff, you have it. Jeff calls me and says, oh, yeah, I ordered some breaks. They'll be here. Uh, all right. And and really, except for bending up the hard lines and the issue with the, with the um, push rod, it would have been a really simple kit to Breaks are easy. I mean, yeah. for the most part, breaks bolt on, except when you need to make lines. So as we got into the breaks, we discovered that the kingpins were a half inch of play. That's not okay. really good. No. So I thought, all right, well, I looked on LMC, and they're like 35 bucks for a set. I'm like, all right, no problem. So I ordered a set of kingpins, go to take them out. One of them was completely frozen in place. And I just can't, I'm like, fine, forget it. I don't have time to mess with this. I'm going to take it down to the machine shop. Uh, we have a guy in town, Carl's Machine Shop. Um, this guy is has been around for a long time as a machinist. Um he knows everything there is to know about anything like pre seventy five. He can eyeball down to a ten thousandth. Probably, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it for a second. So I bring it in. And he goes, "You know that those uh, kingpins have to be honed, right?" What? I've never done kingpins before. The truck's older than I am. He's like, "Yeah, we got to hone those kingpins." He's like, "Bring them down." So I don't remember if we paid him for those. If we did, it wasn't. It was like ten dollars or something. It was. You know, just buy me Fireball. <laughs> Actually, I don't think anybody in that shop drinks, which is the funny part. That's I'd, crazy. I totally hooked them up, but um, I got to find some other way to bribe them. Yeah. Um, so we wound up doing kingpins. Well, while we've got it off, I'm like, well, we might as well paint the lower control arms. So we painted the lower control arms. We uh, painted the coil springs. Unfortunately, I didn't realize until after they had the coil springs reinstalled and everything put back together again, they didn't do a very job of painting the coil springs. So they were sandblasted and painted. I painted badly. So I'm, I, my apologies. Um, the next time we tear your front suspension apart, we'll repaint them and do them right. <laughs> All right. Or we can, we can put some aluminum foil I'm sure it looks there. better than what it looked before. Yeah. Um, no. You also replaced the bushings. That was the kingpin bushings. Oh, okay. Uh, we replaced the bump stops. Bump stops. That's what I was thinking. The, the bump stops weren't the greatest engineering feat of uh, right. all times. They used a self-tapping screw, which was a self-stripping screw. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, so we had to re-engineer and re-tap the, the piece. And was that as it was factory or was it, it was just a shit design from Ford? I think whoever makes them aftermarket because LMC doesn't make It's them. just a bodged thing. I, I think they copied the design that was used originally by Ford. Yeah. And it wasn't a good design to start with. But somehow they managed to hang on for 50 years. But the bump stop is supposed to be like two inches tall, mm-hmm. and the ones that Jeff had on his truck were a half inch tall. It's travel, bro. Well, <laughs> and sudden stop at the end. Um, so yeah. let's see. Bump stops, kingpins, painted all the junk, radiator. Battery. Battery. Oh, radiator. Um, so oh, Jeff, Jeff put a new radiator in the truck. I've uh, got hose. Inch and three-quarter inlet on the radiator. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the the thermostat housing neck is a two inch outlet. So what do you do? You just take a two inch hose and crank the the uh, clamp down a little harder, right? A little rejuvenation, if you will. Well, if it would seal, that's probably not the worst decision in the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't sealing at all. So um, I went over to our auto parts store, and parts source takes really good care of us and lets me do all kinds of fun stuff that they probably shouldn't. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we went through the catalog and looked for something that looked like it had about the right bend and would work. Couldn't find anything. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so I cut a couple of hoses apart trying to make things work. <coughs> Found out. Excuse me. <laughs> Take a break. It's that. very dramatic. It's very dramatic. He's it's getting a little up some serious emotions. A little <laughs> I mean... 
Uh, wow. Somebody plays some violins in the background. And Wistful over the thought of working, over yeah. finding uh, radiator hoses. He found one with different size outlets. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. One match the one side, one match the other side. I believe the that's, the, that's the story. We didn't, Universal. Just, we, didn't, we didn't just clamp it down to make it work. Universal, yeah. It fits one end and the other end on one hose. <laughs> Jason chimes up as he's filling out the captain's log. Yeah. Um, So we've all been driving some good shit. I'm very excited to have my truck back. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy it for a little bit as it sits. Uh, Then it'll be going to Clarion um, early February. Um, And then after that, just some minor things. Um, It it needs a body man. It what? It needs a body man. It does need a body man. Um, Rick did some nice artwork in the back of the truck (laughs) with with flames. Yeah. like actual heat, scarring. Actual heat, um, but we'll get it all sorted out. Whatever. All right, so th- there's a story there. <laughs> I, I got to tell the story. So Jeff buys this roll pan, and I look at putting the roll pan in. And I'm like, all right, this can't be that bad. We got to start putting it in. <clears throat> the uh, I'm gonna have to finish this story too. You have to finish it. Sorry. <laughs> he goes to put it in, and it needs a lot more welding. Plus, the tailgate isn't straight, and then there's a dent on the left side of the rear of the truck. So he tried pulling that out with a tool and then heat and he was hitting it while it was red hot with a hammer and it moved like a big hammer and it moved a few inches um so now there's all black burn marks on that part but it needs to be done anyways body wise and painted so whatever i'll take the the roll pan somewhere else sorry to a body shop we're not body people no that's fine no that is that is art body is yeah yeah um, but I, I want to do the Mexi- Mexican blanket on the seat and then uh, then just drive and enjoy it as it sits and then wait till the engine pops and then swap something else in. $400, 302 there's, there's a gentleman who quoted me um, an insane price. It was either a 302 or a 351 with probably a five-speed. And the amount he quoted me installed was enough where... I was I was looking at shuffling money around to to just do it. I mean, the number was way lower than I would have guessed. Yeah. Um, well, those those motors are cheap, especially remanufactured ones. I know, <laughs> but I mean, it's not something I sh- I just had a kid, so I shouldn't be like, oh, here's no no no, run it till it dies. Yeah but, yeah. But also the other thing on the flip side is after driving that uh, Daytona coupe. I was thinking, how do I get my truck to sound like this? <laughs> it won't ever. No, there's are there are ways to do it. There are ways you can you can push the 352 out to a 428, and then you do uh, cam and you do shorty headers and you do like there's or long tube headers. There's there are ways to get close to it. I can make my engine block into a 428, um, with just some rotating assembly changes and and you know the crank and stuff like that. Stack of cash. Mm-hmm. Not as much as you'd think. Um, I could take it to... Is a, it a stroker or do you have to bore it out? Uh, no, it's, 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 it's rotating assembly bits. You're, you're good to go. I don't like doing stroker motors at all anymore. I was actually looking up stroker kits for 352s as well, so you can take it to a 408 or something like that. <laughs> Strokers, the problem is is that when you do yeah. that, you bring the piston skirt too far down, and it just fucks. Yeah, it's bring the not... skirt down. Take that skirt all the way down, baby. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Let's make some shit happen. No, but initially, <laughs> initially what I'm thinking is um, in, to, to just give me a little bit more muscly noise. Yeah. Is, if you uh, had is compression, that would go a long yeah, way. Yeah, but it's only in the one cylinder. But And then the good news is once I <laughs> switch. Yeah, until no, no, that one no, no. goes. Once I switch to a different engine. 
the parts are most depending on what engine I choose, the parts are going to swap. Depending on the engine as I choose. As long as you go with another FE. Right. Which isn't a crazy thing, and then it then it stays a little bit true to the truck. Then I could do a stroked 390 and fucking fucking stroke it off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that's cool is okay. So your Clarion's going to take care of like making it a livable daily. Yes. Like internally, like mechanically, now it works. Other than the motor, you know, might have ten thousand or fifteen thousand miles on it. Who cares? Whatever. But once you get you know you get a motor in there after that, and you've got a decent like livable interior and everything's mechanically sound, like. For not a lot of money, you've got a perfectly usable everyday truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Also, it's a got perfectly a l- wonderful flippable truck. <laughs> to the dust bowl, we yes. take it. <laughs> uh, but that's not in the cards just yet. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the, the thing that bums me out about the truck is that I can't put my daughter in it for years. Like, she can't ride in that for so long. Yeah. Um, so she's probably, like, what, eight years old? I don't know. It's, eight in Cal- it's at least I, six in California. It's, I, think it's, it's, I think these days it's weight-based is uh, when you switch from rear to front-facing car seats. Because I was at uh, Donut Derelicts a while back, and I saw a young father pull in in a, in a, in a Chevy, an old Chevy, and his daughter could sit in the front-facing seat. I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Um, but that is so You can't get away. a rear-facing seat to work in that? No, I wouldn't put a rear-facing seat in that period. Oh. I mean, you just—you're not supposed to. You, yeah, I can't. My and my wife would never. Let me put her in that. <laughs> I think that's. I have been driving her in the TT though. Ooh, that it does have latch in the back. I've been keeping a spreadsheet uh, of all the cars she's getting to. Yeah, uh, ride in, that's which is kind of cool. fun. And there's some. It's pretty fucking cool list so far for her. And when and she's it, ten years old, he's going to spring this on her. She's going to be like. I don't yeah, give a shit so about weird. cars, Dad. She's going to, at some point, when like she's like 18 or 19, she's going to be like, hey, Dad, what was it like when cars were running on like yeah. fossil fuel? I'm going to have her, like I'm going to follow the, um, the yeah. Josh Kalis School of Parenting. Uh, if you ever see the videos that dude posts on Facebook mm-hmm. of his daughter just driving the shit out of her Power Wheels car. Like, they've fitted it with a handbrake. Yep. Yeah, and and her, even it's her so foot awesome. action is amazing. She she runs out of the driveway, hits the handbrake. Do, we'll do like a three sixty, catch it into the corner that she wanted, and take off. Yeah. It's unreal. Kids pick up quick. I know. Uh, so that's that's because I probably won't. I can't. The go kart is going to be a hard sell financially, and you know because go kart. I'm mean, I'm talking real go kart. Yeah. Um, but a power wheel that I, mean, I can fucking tinker with. Put yeah. actual rubber tires on it instead of plastic tires. Well, the Juice plastic the batteries tires up. Slide, You're not going to put her in a real go-kart for at least seven or eight years. You'll be fine no, with money no, no, by then. No, no, no. I want her to – I'm going to whip her into shape so that she's like the female Lewis Hamilton without the douche so that I can move to Europe and be an abusive Formula One father. <laughs> <laughs> so that means she needs to start at like four. Like Tiger Woods but for – like Tiger Woods' dad but for – yeah, no, no. Four is the number in my head too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of power wheels, Sorry, when, I was a, when I was a young buck, my grandfather – had two power wheels for us to be for myself and my brother to be rolling around in and he had this very long driveway in dallas that had uh it wasn't concrete but it was like just stone like just a stone driveway but they're like very small like pebbly looking kind of stones he would make it get all soap soapy water and throw it down there so i could just go down full cool. blast and just slide around and, yeah. it, and i was probably like four or five years old awesome. about that that was hilarious so to me like very different childhoods. My parents were very, very young when they had me, and this was in the early 80s. So, one, they're like 22 and 26. Same here. Yeah. Right? And then there's no consideration for any sort of safety at all at that point right. in time. That didn't happen until, like, the 90s. Yeah, 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 So, like, we'd be going around in my dad's old Chevy pickup. I'd be in the front, like, four years old. There's no seatbelts. No. 
He's got a beer in one hand, yeah, yeah. elbow out the window. Is this New Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah this is. I, I rode from Maine to Florida in the back ledge of an Opal GT. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> at six months old. I used to uh, stand up in the back of my dad's Ranger in this, like, it was one that had the little space. Oh, yeah, I remember the seats when you used to ride in the back seats, of the truck? But I used to just stand up and just, and, and not, even, not even the backpack, but in the cab. I, I don't know. We lived in California then, so I was probably, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. You remember that <laughs> though? Like when 10, it was okay, nine? like wow, crazy. people that's would fun. roll down the street and they'd have like six like neighborhood kids in the back of the pickup truck yeah. and like nobody batted an eye. Yep, that's yep. why I bought the house in my neighborhood because when I drove in, I saw kids playing out, actually out playing. So I was like, okay, this is a neighborhood. Well, it wasn't even the fact that like so. I, to me, it's not even like the whole wholesome thing. It was just like. We had no regard for safety whatsoever. Back, back in my you're, day. You're in the Remember. back of the truck. If you fell out, they looked at you like, dumbass. Hold on. Hang on. Yeah. What's wrong with Get you? Back the, the, only rule, the one rule I remember is don't sit against the tailgate. That yeah. was the one rule. Oh, we were allowed to sit on the wheel well. Yeah. Because you were up higher and you'd fall out the back. Yeah. Good rule. Um, all right. On that note, we have to start uh, closing this thing up. Uh, this has been 136. Jason, thank you for joining us tonight. Rick, thank you for bringing my truck and joining us as well. Uh, thank you for letting me get it out of my oh, shop. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, yeah. And Chris, thanks for being you, man. Oh, you're welcome, Jeff. It's super great to be here. Why don't you pimp Shout Engine? Uh, as usual, if you guys want to do a podcast, come over to Shout Engine. We've had a weird uptick in like all kinds of new podcasts lately. So if that was you, thanks for coming on. Um, <laughs> I should say, uh, in the next couple weeks or so, uh, my new company, Guardian Circle, will actually start opening up to the public. So I'll have more info for you guys on that real soon. So there we go. Jason, tell them where to find you online. Uh, you can find me on all social medias at TerminatorCon and for everybody. C-O-N-N. And some people really like to uh, to comment on that. So, hey, I'd like to engage with you on the C-O-N-N. Also, uh, weekly on Friday mornings on the Hooniverse Podcast Network. You can find uh, Brad Brownell, Camber Anderhorst, and myself on Camden Tubbed, uh, our sister podcast to Hooniverse. Uh, they know their Porsches. I add a little bit of unprofessionalism to the podcast. We we round it all out. It's a lot of fun. That's the sister podcast where, like, TST is the older brother with a drinking problem that can't keep a job. No, no, no. They, they have a smoking problem. We have the drinking problem. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's true. That's Get true. That Only straight. a problem if it becomes one. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, on that note, you know where to find me on social media and blah, blah, blah. Go like our YouTube and our Facebook and, yeah, and, and rate and review us on uh, iTunes because I fucking said so. And uh, we'll see you next <laughs> week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,